Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 47 of the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's episode is called 18. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. We're going to talk about the number 18. That's awfully cryptic. 18 what? (laughs) I know. We really like these one-word titles, but soon there are new (laughs) things coming to the podcast beyond the one-word titles. So be on the lookout for episode 50 where you hear about those. Um, So... We want to talk about 18 because we want you to have that number ingrained on your, in your brain, on your mind, um, to, because it's, it's what we have figured out. We, I spent a a lot of time in the last couple of weeks looking at success stories in our company and with friends and colleagues that we have in online business. And I have decided that it's a good average to share with all of you in terms of how, um, how you're going to really reach like a real amount of revenue, like it's a good amount of time. So 18 months approximately is how long it takes just about everyone who's taking daily consistent action to get to a place where they're making a real difference with their business. And by that, I mean somewhere between five and $10,000 a month recurring. So that's been pretty universal. Um, And it's obviously I want to emphasize this is uh, among people who are taking consistent action daily, weekly um, for 18 months straight. Mm-hmm. The uh, There's way too much on the internet with claims of quick cash and, you know, gigantic launches. And I'm just, I think we've mentioned this before, but I'm just so tired of hearing it. So I think this message that we're bringing you today is really important that, you know what, again, long haul, not a short win we're looking at 18 months to have any kind of substantial revenue. Yeah, here's the thinking that went into this episode. We just finished a challenge, a five-day challenge that we took many hundreds of people through um, to go from in-person to online to create their first digital product and get their first sale in five days. And it was a huge success. I That was a really heartwarming experience for both of us to go through. I loved getting to dive into our community like that. I loved being able to see people making those first sales. And, um, and I think that there's magic that happens in that first minute, like that first week, that first moment where you decide to embrace this idea of entrepreneur or online entrepreneur, like that's a really exciting time. And so we developed a whole challenge around supporting that experience for people. Um, And then, you know, a week has gone by and there's, it's, it's a little quieter in our community. And I think that, um, there's now there's a sense of now what right like now what do we do and so we want to share a little bit about what that now what looks like and um, I think it's really easy to get excited in the beginning but honestly what happens between day five and day 500 is what matters in your business because I think you develop a habit of taking action and you start to um, you don't always see the results right away from that habit one of our favorite 
things that we learned or most valuable things we learned in business is the roller coaster, right? And so during the challenge, about day four, I think we could see people going, ah, this is hard, you know, I'm doing it, but this is hard. And we wanted to let them know about that roller coaster of the ups and downs um, that everyone experiences in business. And so when you, I mean, we had so many people who, who completed and were really um, you know, regular at showing up and did the work for five days and actually had sales for their first digital product that didn't even exist on Monday, which was so amazing to watch. But then there's like this, you know, I did it and then, oh my God, now what? Yeah, so we have, I mean, we obviously teach a course on this. If you've ever listened to our podcast, you've heard us talk about the Soulful MBA course and the whole, the course is what walks you through those 18 months. So we're gonna recap a little bit about what's involved in the course here. But I, I also wanna talk about like the mindset issues that go along with like day six through 499. And Sandy will correct me and she'll say like 18 months, Jenny is really 547.5 days. But I thought that, you know, we can just, we can just be among friends here and use averages. Like I, I think if you can get in your mind that building a sustainable business is gonna take you 500 days, that can, like that's a lot, right? So you've got to think about, is that something you want to commit to, to take on? or not. And if you're going to take it on, like you need to know that for the first few hundred of those days, there's going to be a lot of low points, right? Like you're not going to see consistent revenue for the, unless you're some kind of exception, you're not going to see the kind of numbers that I think you're hoping for in your business for a lot of those days. And you still have to take the action anyway, because you starting a business and doing something for one month and then waiting for 500 days, you're not going to get anywhere, right? Like you're going to have had, um, a really good week <laughs> and then a year and a half later you're not going to have a business so so like it's this it's really a mindset issue to be able to take action for day after day week after week month after month for a year and a half before you get to where you really feel comfortable and you know and we've said before that like there the other number that we've thrown out before is like three years like i i would say many people that i know who start a business like it's about the three-year mark before they've replaced their salary or um surpassed it from what they were doing before and that's again just my own observation and some people it's way faster than that and some people never get there right but um that's been my observation and that's that's consistent with with, with what we've seen and so i want people who've gone through our challenge to understand that that's the first step like that is the exciting first step that they did and it's hard and in some ways it's the hardest part but then like the daily slog for a year and a half is also hard <laughs> and you know if you're selling um if you're launching or you're selling like high-end products or you're doing like group coaching or something like that you may have really big months but it's it's hard what we're talking about more is sort of consistent recurring income or recurring revenue that's coming in every single month into your business and that's that's like the elusive secret amazing <laughs> tomfoolery that we're all after right because you can work for anybody can work really really hard and make money um but what do you do like what do you need to do to work really really hard to make money consistently over time where then you can start to back off how hard you're working and i think that's what we're working towards that's what we've started to see in our company um, we still work really hard but um it's not as intense as it was a year ago and uh and i don't know sandy you might not agree with me <laughs> emotionally it doesn't feel as intense like the work is different it's more we sort of know what we're doing every i feel like every six months or so we have another epiphany we sort of understand what we're doing a little better and get better at it yeah I, and also we've i think we've got some systems in place which we didn't have before thanks to trello and I think that feels a lot better. And um, 
it does feel like we're in a different place. It's just the last six months a year, I, I, like you said, I think that it does feel different. It feels good. Like I just feel more confident and, you know, this is working yeah. and we're seeing growth and yeah. So, but it's been three years, right? Yeah. It takes that long. Like I think that, it, yeah, it does. And it took, it took a year and a half to have like multiple thousands of dollars in recurring revenue, which is what I'm telling everyone mm -hmm. about today in this, this 500 days thing. Like I think we should do, you'll never let me do it, but we could do a 500 no, days challenge. No. Cindy. And then everyone who went through the challenge no. would have like a really reliable <laughs> business at the end of it. It would be like, the most amazing stats in the history of like business education. And you would no longer have a partner. Any longer. Yeah, I would no longer like have a child or a husband or a business partner, any partner anything, of any kind. I would be like alone in the dungeon of my office at my laptop all day writing every day, emails, doing writing it. more emails. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, no. we're never doing that. Okay, no, but I, I but that's a joke, right? But the the truth is, is that if you're serious about this, um, you want to, you know, really think: Do you have 500 days to put into it? Where many of those days you're not going to be where you want to be, and you're still doing the act, you're still taking action anyway. And it's not all day every day, but but I think it's consistent action every single day for 500 days. If you really want this, um, it's that's available to you, but it, it requires that. So that's like the mindset piece and the timeline piece that we wanted to share. And again, this is taking action both in like your product creation, but also in your marketing, right, for 500 days. So we're going to talk through what we teach, just a brief overview of what we teach in our course. This is our best thinking on the steps in the phases of those 18 months and what should go into those into your activities during those different you know periods of time. So Sandy, what is phase one for folks who are starting online? We think that the place to start is establishing a really strong um, foundation for your business. We don't want you to go and build a business that's the wrong model for your lifestyle or your personality or the way that you live. So we want to make sure that you solidly know who you are, what would work best for you so that as you go through and build this and create this, um, you're making the right thing for you. We also do a lot of um, mindset um, with you in the beginning, which I think is crucial to that really strong foundation. Yeah, so in Build Your Foundation, which is phase one for our, our program, we teach you how to identify your quintessential client, but also your own core values and how to how to figure out um, what your core values are. We encourage you to do a core values assessment every six months so that you're not starting to build something that while may, it may be lucrative, it doesn't fit in with your goals and like your purpose for being here as a human being. And I, I think, you know, this doesn't happen as much in our wellness community that we we both work in, Sandy, but we've seen it in the startup world a lot where folks start to build businesses that are lucrative and then, um, you know, six months or a year or two years in realize like, I actually hate this. Like I'd rather be doing my other job that I had before. You know, like success means a lot of things and we're encouraging everyone from day one to make sure that whatever kind of business you're setting up to build is something that's gonna jive with who you are as a person and what your goals are for your life. So to the best that we know how, we, we teach that in phase one and, um, and we don't want anyone really to move forward with anything else in their business until they've sort of laid the groundwork to know what kind of structure they want to build and, and who they need to be to build that kind of company. So then what is phase two? So phase two is my favorite phase. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> so phase two is about your voice and finding your voice and finding confidence in your voice. So no matter what kind of business you decided to create from your work in phase one, 
you are going to have to talk about it and absolutely going to have to write about it. So no matter, um, even if your business is all based on video, you are still going to have to write words down on your webpage and even on your video descriptions and your product descriptions and the emails that you send out and the newsletters and so on. So the written- Your social media posts. Everything, everything yeah. requires the written word. Um, and so we- want you to be really strong copywriters and so um, we show you how to copyright and how to do email list building um, and email marketing so what is always stood out to me as we watch people go through this is that they come out of that um, phase two and go oh my god i I absolutely can write in my own voice. I don't have to be anybody else. I don't have to copy a style or a way of speaking. I can just be me. And they've, it's just, it's, it's really beautiful for me to watch them just go, oh, okay, it's okay to talk like this or like that. I don't have to, you know, do it how I think it should be done. I can just do it and be me. So I think it's, it, again, it's like, it's got to come very early in your um, entrepreneurial journey because it's, you've got to know how to use your words. Yeah, you're really good at teaching that too, Sandy. So there's kudos to you for that. And and I think the other piece to that, in addition to finding your voice, is learning how to develop consistency with sharing it. So part of what we try to hammer home to folks is that you need to learn, like you learn how to write from your own point of view and create, create content and copywriting around um, you know, who you are and what you're here to share with what you're building. But you also need to get in the habit of consistently putting that writing and or that content out into the world. And so we start to help you develop habits for how to do that in phase two. And so again, this is the way we've shaped the course based on our best thinking and all of the work that we've done and the research that we've done and the lived experiences that we've had. And so, you know, you can get this from other places other than our course, but this is how we've packaged this together. So the this is a structure and this we're sharing this with you today to sort of give you an opportunity to have a roadmap to see how all these different pieces fit together. Okay, so after phase two, where you've developed your voice, uh, we talk about phase three, which is creating your offering. So this is where we teach somewhat what we did in the challenge, Sandy. I'd say phase mm -hmm. three is, is like basically what our challenge was in a really condensed way. But phase three is when we actually teach you how to build something. So like how do you film yourself and like what kind of revenue model is best for you and like what shape should your... What, what kind of program should you make? And you know what format do you use? And it's actually the nuts and bolts of building an online product or an online business. I think that phase three is basically what everyone has in their mind about what an online yeah, business is right. before mm -hmm. they get started. So it's all the stuff you would think about. But in our mind, it's like this, in, in some ways it's like the smallest part of the whole thing, right? Yeah, and it's also videography, which is also what everyone jumps to, like what kind of camera do I need? And how do I set up my mic? And do I need a lighting kit and you know all those details and in the challenge we taught you need a a smartphone a pile of books to lean it against and the built-in mic and you're fine you know like it's not you don't need yeah. to focus on that but we do cover all the the how-to's in our we have a nomstream film school in fact um that is inside soulful yeah so phase three is is like in many ways the heart of of our program and it's but if you look at like in the frame of today's conversation where you're looking at 18 months of work, very little time 
of those 18 months is spent actually creating your offering. Like that's gonna take you a month out of max, like a month max out of 18 months to actually build the thing, right? And um, what are you doing for the other 17 months? That's like, that's all this other stuff. And so I think I think that's what we're trying to hammer home is that like actually building something and putting it up for sale is is really the smallest part for you. It's like the, it's, I don't know. It's it's important. It's obviously like what is the public face of what you're creating, but it's in many ways the easiest piece. Yeah, but I think to our audience, they already are teachers um, for the most yeah. part. So that that's easy for them. Like they already know what their topic is. Like it, they're they're looking to do this work because there's a demand for what they teach. They just need to be able to you know, adopt it for online, so make some tweaks to it so that it works as a digital product. So um, yeah, it is absolutely, you're not spending two months wondering what to teach, you know, you already know right. that. Yeah, and I think that's different than other online communities too, yeah. where people are like, I know I want an online business, but I don't know what I yeah, should do. Yeah. Should I start a jewelry shop or should I do life coaching or should I do tax advising? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we, our community is like, Bam, bam, bam. These are the three things I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Which one should I do first? Right. They always know. Yeah, that's phase three. Phase four is exciting your audience. So this is how you build suspense and excitement and getting people on board for this product that you've created or that you're creating. And so this is, I think, in some ways, a challenging aspect mm-hmm. <laughs> for, this is for new. most of us. This is new for most people. So this is like networking, both in person and on- online. It's creating email sequences that are meant to sort of convert people into in, convert people into paying customers. Um, this is like creating suspense by using tools like waitlist and open and close carts. So there's a lot there that is different than I think what anyone is used to doing in person. Um, or it's taking it to a whole other level with a much bigger audience. It's very easy to stay at home in front of your computer and think about your lessons and what you're going to put in it and, you know, name it something and create a logo and then, oh, change your color and then, oh, maybe this should be a membership and not a, like you can play around in silence all by yourself. But this is the phase where it's like you got to start talking about this, even though it's not done. This is like a pre-launch phase. You need to, to get everyone super excited and then building that anticipation that you are about to bring to the world something that they need and something that they've wanted for a long time. So this is uncomfortable, but it is um, not as bad as people think. Yeah, and it's not something you do once. It's something that you do over and over Mm -hmm. and over again as a business owner. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. Okay, phase five is launch. So we have a launch workshop in Soulful where we cover this. And Sandy, maybe just what are a couple of points from the workshop that you would share with with our listeners? It's things like um, deciding whatever you are creating, are you going to have that as an evergreen product? Meaning, is it going to be for sale throughout the year? Or are you going to have open and close cart dates. So it's open on Monday and people can only buy it up until the following Monday. So, and there's different strategies why you would do one way or the other. So we cover all of that. Uh, We talk a lot about 
what to do before the launch to get everyone excited and knowing. Um, there's a lot to launching, and I know I know that this is one of our really requested um, topics from our existing community. They just they have a product and they don't know how to bring it to market. So we cover all the steps. Yeah, and that's something that that you all will be learning and implementing in the first year and a half, probably in the first six months of your business, to be honest, the first launch you have. And so that's just important to know that there's a lot of education there to to have. And there's also a lot of iteration that goes on where you learn what works for you and your community. And then you you edit, you iterate, and you do it again over and over and over mm-hmm. again with each new product or each new time you release an existing product. Okay, and then phase six is fine tuning. And that's once you've created something, you've had actual paying customers, you know, a sizable group of them, um, then you start to fine tune a product. So you start to figure out what you need to change about the product itself, what you need to change about the marketing, and then what you need to do from here on out once you've made those those revisions, what do you need to do in order to scale? So you don't ever try to scale something the first time you launch it. That's um, a little bit crazy pants because you haven't gotten enough feedback at that point to take it big like the last thing in the world any of us want is for you to to go ahead and take something to market that's not been tested um, because you can you can get into a situation that you can't bounce back from at that point so once you've you've put something out you've launched it you have a sizable group of people you've iterated at least one time and now you feel like you have the thing that you're ready to take big this is where fine tuning comes in. And that's where things like paid marketing come in um, and taking your up leveling your social media, taking that to a new level, and then starting to figure out what do you need to do or change in your business in order to scale? Do you need to bring on a business partner? Do you need to have other collaborators or key influencers that you're working with? Um, do you start to buy advertisements on people's blogs? Like, what do you need to do to take this thing that you know is good? and tested, what do you need to do to to make that big and build that into a real income stream for you? So that's phase six. I just wanna give two examples we have um, that I can think of, two in our community who are at this phase and kind of looking back at what they've done. And one of them, uh, she priced too low. And so she is now upping her price like substantially and adding more content, not creating a brand new product, but she's fine tuning it such that she's adding more based on feedback she got from her existing clients and um, increasing the price so that as she does all this marketing that each sale is worth obviously a little bit more. So, you know, she couldn't have known that, I don't think, in the beginning. Like the first in phase one and phase two, she wouldn't have known that. She had to go through this and then, you know, once it's done, look back uh, and and change. And then the other one is um, somebody who uh, realized that she probably created the wrong product and she's now going back and changing the style of product or the the type of product. So, um, but it's all like, this is just one big giant experiment, ongoing experiment, Mm -hmm. right? So there's no like mistakes or like, you know, I did something completely wrong. It's just learning, you know, adapting, changing, evolving, and constantly fine tuning. You can't get to the idea of predictable recurring revenue without going through this phase, right? Like you have to be willing to change something that you've made. And and sometimes it is like wholesale changing the product. And we've seen that happen for some people and other people at small edits. And I think like part of 
part of growing and, and part of your growth strategy as you're you're wanting to build a business is knowing that you're going to have to be flexible with what you're creating and it needs to be responsive to the actual people who are paying you to have the product. Um, so that's just an important thing to keep in mind. And it's not a critique on you as a person. Like when we get a, somebody asking us to change a feature, like I used to take it personally, Sandy, for like a year, more than a year, I took it personally. Like, no, this is the thing. Like I worked painstakingly with people to make this and this is what they wanted and I'm not changing it. And now we're super open, right? Like our entire product is crowdsourced. I mean, it was from the beginning, but then I was like, we made it, we're not touching it. <laughs> and now we're super open-minded, right? And I don't take it personally. Um, once we hear the same thing from a handful of people, we're super responsive because the whole reason that we have our company is to be able to support our community to build the kinds of products and, and communities that they want to create in the world. So um, I think part of this is learning not to take it personally when you do get feedback on what you've created. So anyway, that's 18 months right there. That's like you need to take consistent action every day, you know, for 547 days. Like this will keep you busy for 547 days. Like we just gave you a crash course roadmap of what's involved to get from nothing to, you know, a substantial sum of recurring revenue. Like I'd say, you know, somewhere between five and ten thousand um, dollars a month uh-huh. and and that's what it takes and if you want to go bigger that's obviously available but you've got to get there first you've got to get to that 18 month mark first with having taken action and built up to say ten thousand dollars and then if you want to go bigger than that that's a different conversation but um, most people never get there you know like to be honest I, I I think that's true that's true with software entrepreneurs and folks in the startup world that we've worked with and that we know and that's true in the wellness world too I mean it takes a very determined person to work that much and that hard that consistently and I wouldn't say that much because like an hour a day is not that much but over the course of you know months and years it is it adds up and it's that consistent action that really delivers results um, and so we don't want to sugarcoat it for anyone. We want to say like you actually have to put in the time if you want to reach there. You can certainly, you can certainly make more money in other ways faster. But we're talking about predictable recurring income, and um, and to me that is the holy grail. <laughs> I love the idea of upsells. Like we talk about this, Sandy, in our own community of like you know like oh wouldn't it be great if when our like because this happens our monthly customers will upgrade to annual to save money because they we do a 20% discount for annual plans. And to me, I'm always like, eh, I kind of like the monthly. I really appreciate the fact that we have a solid base of recurring revenue to run a company from. So it just can count on month after month. We know it's coming in. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that that's something to aspire to for sure. Yeah. Like I, I would encourage all of you who are at all interested in building that kind of business model to pursue it because um, there's nothing quite like it. It's, it's like having a salary, right? It's like having a consistent, stable amount of money that if you're doing it right is growing month after month. And um it's like compound interest or like all these things that we learn about as children that we should be doing, like investing and 401ks. Like it's the same thing because you're putting in a little bit now every day or every month or every week or what whatever. And then it, when, you know, you're going to reach some point in the future where there's this, oh, wow, that all of this added up to something substantial. I think it's the most beautiful business model in the world. Yeah. However, I would say that um, having created that launch module, it made me think like some people, like it does 
you do have to do consistent work. And so there are some people who may be more comfortable with doing um, a whole bunch of work at once, launching something, having a lot of sales in a short period of time, and then shutting it down, right? And so maybe if you're traveling or whatever. Yeah, sure. I don't know that it is for everyone, but um, I sure love it. Yeah, and it's what we know. So it's Mm -hmm. what we teach. (laughs) That's right. So yeah, so that's 18. And why don't we dive into the joy and hustle Sandy, you have the joy for this week. Okay, I have this company that's out of Toronto, um, Ontario, Canada, that I'm kind of just crushing on, and I can't stop, I can't get off their website, so I thought we should probably mention it for a joy. Uh, the name of their company is Encircled.ca, uh, and they are a clothing company, a sustainable clothing company, and they just have a beautiful values and the reasons why they create the clothing that they do. It's really versatile, so one piece can be like 18 you know, different outfits, like multiple kinds of dresses and a cape and a scarf and a sweater. And like, it's just skirt, it's skirt. Like, it's so amazing. And I, I just am, I'm so targeted by them, like Instagram and Facebook. That's all I see are encircled ads because I'm on their website so much. So I think it's just time to buy something from them. Uh, But it's, it's worth checking out. I love that they're Canadian. I love that they do. um, They create all their clothes locally in Ontario. And I just love their mission. So I thought we should give them a shout out. Yeah. And once you showed me this brand, (laughs) see, Sandy and I have like a long standing conversation (laughs) about fashion where every time I show something to Sandy, she's like, no, you can never wear that ever. Nobody should wear overalls, Jenny. Nobody should wear overalls. Oh my God. Okay. But what, okay. But you say that about everything, everything I want to wear. Well, because it's all not good. (laughs) We should. Like kimono, Sandy. Turbans. No, t- no turbans. Kimonos. Yes, we saw Danielle Laporte wear one when she spoke. In- so now I have the it's I have beautiful. the green light to wear a turban. No, a no kimono. 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 And yes, what is the turban, other one? No. The house. The one that you call the house dress. It was like a big what bag dress. One? I don't know what those no. are called. It's a bag dress. Well, a tunic. A no, tunic. no, no. A tunic is different. You can wear a tunic with tights. <laughs> I have a velvet tunic that I just bought with baseball sleeves that I love. Um, no, it's like a bag dress. Like I no. No. So, <laughs> okay. So Encircled, you you are allowed to buy anything off Encircled, including the the archi- non-architectural style dress, whatever you call those that you like. The retrograde kimono yeah. dress. <laughs> yeah, it has a zipper. That. It's amazing. <laughs> I absolutely want the retrograde. It looks like everything. Like, that's like what I buy. I've decided that I'm an architectural minimalist. Yeah. And that is actually like my style. So I'm allowed to Japanese buy anything. Japanese architectural looks- minimist, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm I'm going to save up for the retrograde kimono dress. Although I'm a oh tall lady God. and it looks like it might be a little It'll short. It'll turn into a tunic for you. It will be my tunic. All right. Okay, hustle. Okay, something more serious, sort of. So for the hustle today, I just wanted to point everyone to a Medium article that came across my radar about the the reading habits of Joseph Campbell. And just um, it's it's just a really quick read, just showcasing how he was able to, to prolifically like read so much over the course of, you know, a handful of years. And he was reading like nine to 12 hours a day. And it's like his route, it's his daily routine. And how do you become a master at something is like consistency and taking action every single day. And and like just looking at, I mean, we all, I think, admire Joseph Campbell as a thinker and just looking at what a human being is capable of doing when they're devoted and committed to something is remarkable. And there was no internet. 
yeah, there was no internet, right? So mm-hmm. there were no podcasts to mm-hmm. listen to to get distracted by. But it's anyway, it really, it really hit on me. And I think about the fact that I don't read enough and um, I love reading and it's uh, such an enriching way to spend a life that it just really drew me in. And I think it applies to what we're talking about today with business too, because, you know, your commitment level is a great determiner of how successful you're going to be. Yeah. And he talks about like when you don't have a, uh, when you're an adult, because I think he was in his 20s when he did that routine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're an adult and you don't have anybody to tell you what to do, then you must be the master of yourself and create your own routine. And I am so bad at that. So I just sort of marvel at his ability to have that kind of strict discipline with himself in a, I think he was in some cabin in a woods somewhere or something. So yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll post this obviously in the hustle, have a look at it. It's a short read and hopefully it will inspire you to take consistent daily action on whatever goal you have for 547.5 days. That's right. Make a tick mark on the calendar every day. (laughs) Thanks everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Sample.